Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! So we talked about the Bulls having enough time before games, and they proceeded to get their ass kicked. There's no other way to put it. I mean, that was just a good old-fashioned butt-whipping at the hands of the Denver Nuggets, 126-103. to 103. There is a lot to digest from that game. We're going to talk about it all on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench pop member and Tennessee Vols, C.J. Watson. C.J., that was a rough game Sunday night against Denver. Yeah, that was a rough one. We just want to, you know, scratch that one off the list, you know, and just try to move forward. <laughs> you know, it's a long season. We talked about that a lot here early on yeah. in the year, but you don't want to see games like that. And there's a lot of numbers I want to dive into. We're going to talk about Billy Donovan, maybe some personnel things that could happen. We're going to dive into all of it after I tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. With two more weeks left in the college football season. Rivalry week is right around the corner. Then you've got conference championships and College basketball is back as well. You can bet on all of it at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, we have an official t shirt of this show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there, including this hat. That I was going to wear today and decided against wearing, but this is at the Believe Shop. Cam Rogers and the guys doing great work over there. Go check that out and buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance. If you want to make a statement to Isaiah Thomas with him mouthing off, you can wear that shirt. Trust hmm. me, that's a good choice for it. Hmm. So Bulls Nuggets, CJ. I was going to go into yeah. college basketball, but I remember Tennessee lost to Colorado. I'm not going to make you talk about that. <laughs> but let's talk about the Bulls losing because they lost 126 to 103. And as I said at the top of the show, that was a butt whooping. Yeah, yeah, just like you said, you know, um, especially on the on the home court floor, get beat by twenty plus um, at home is just a kind of disgrace. But I, I see it as a wake up call for them. Uh, hopefully, they'll wake up and you know, and and, and uh, just get a sense of taste of what these teams are coming to do and what we have to do to 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 really stand up to the challenge and win some games. You know, I talked about going into this game, Nikola Jokic. I mean, Jokic is an MVP candidate every year. I mm-hmm. love his game. I like the point center aspect where you got a center who can pass, obviously rebound and shoot. But Michael Porter beat him, scoring 31 points. And this is a guy who I didn't want the Bulls to touch in the draft when he was getting drafted because he didn't play at Mizzou. We talked about that before we came out. We went through what he did at Mizzou. He played in, what we say, two games, three games right. yep. when he was at Mizzou. And now he torched the Bulls. And I don't know, I'm seeing some trends here. And the fact that they had all this time between games, I mean, we talked about, I was really confident 
that brutal stretch they had, they had most time they've ever had between games and three games this year. That's a lot of time, it seems like, with the jam-packed schedule. And then they go out and do that on their home court. And like you said, I hope it's a wake-up call. Yeah, hopefully so. You know, they had a lot of time off to to rest, to to fix some things up, to kind of uh, close out some things on the uh, close games. Uh, but you know, obviously, uh, I guess they didn't do much, maybe. <laughs> but you know, hopefully, like I said, that it's a wake up call for them, and they'll figure it out. And like you said, at the beginning of the season, they have to really figure out um, who's going to be the defensive stopper on this team, who's going to take pride in defense. Because, like you said, um, uh, that wing position is is really tough for them to guard, and if they don't get that uh, settled and figured out, then it's going to be a long season. You know, we talk about the defense. I want to rattle off some numbers here because I've got the box score up. Zach Levine dropped 21 points. DeMar had 16, not what you're used to seeing from DeMar. Usually you're used to about 20 points or more. Patrick Williams had 15 points, which yeah. you'll love to see that. Andre Drummond off the bench is back to normal. 13 points, 11 boards. Goran Dragic, 11 points off the bench. Those are numbers you want to see. Vooch, 4 for 10 shooting, 9.6 rebounds. You're going against Jokic. I didn't expect Vooch to have the biggest night. You hear those numbers, you would think the Bulls would have stayed in it, right? Like you don't hear what the other team did. Denver shot 60% from the floor, 48% from three. And if you do the math, they shot 66% from inside the arc. You just saw the defense get exposed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, in today's NBA, if you can't guard or you can't score, uh, you're not going to have many chances to win the game. And I think they didn't do either one uh, well that night. Um, and plus, if you turn the ball over, you know, 19 times, that's going to give the team other team uh, opportunities to score and transition or just get the ball 19 more times and have 19 more chances to score. So uh, you're not going to be in a good situation. <laughs> you know, I watched my Loyola Ramblers against UIC turn the ball over. I kid you not 25 times and they got call- got called for 26 fouls and still won the game. Right. I did not expect to see another one of my teams turn it over so many times and get called for so many fouls. But this one went as you would expect that to go. 18 turnovers, 19 fouls called. And by the way, while I've got the box score up, Michael Porter Jr., 11 of 16 from the floor, 6 of 9 from three-point territory, and a perfect 3 for 3 from the free throw line. Jokic, by the way, only had 8 points. 8 points and 14 rebounds. Would you believe me if I told you a week ago that Denver was going to win this game by 23 points and Nikola Jokic was going to be in single-digit scoring? Probably not, but you know he he commands so much attention, and he's a big man who likes to pass the ball, um, and he he passes the ball well, and that's what he does. And uh, when guys are moving, their offense is always flowing and moving, cutting backdoor cuts. Uh, he'll find you, so and leads to easy buckets. So it's you know it's a it's a not, it's not a problem, not a reason why he's an MVP candidate every year. Actually, I got to correct myself here. He's got fourteen assists, not fourteen yeah, rebounds. Yeah. He just shot yeah. fourteen assists. I had the I had the box score flip, but either way, that's my point. Like, yeah, yeah. those you, are usually point guard numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's the thing that makes the the Nuggets so dangerous is Nikola Jokic doesn't need to score because he can right. pass so well. We talk about Vooch being a gifted passer. Nikola Jokic is in a class of his own. Yeah, and they have so many options. You know, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, uh, guys off the bench who can score and line it up. So he doesn't have to do it every night. Most nights he does score, but like that night he got 14 assists, and that's what you need out of your out of your best player. And we knew this game wasn't going to be easy, but we're still seeing some trends here. I mean, we've talked about it at length the first couple weeks of the season. Let's start with the slow starts. Bulls trailed 32 to 20 after the first quarter. Yeah. These slow starts have got to stop. I get the early in the year. I get you're not healthy. But at some point, I feel like you have to adjust. And you I don't know what's got to happen. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. Maybe you can speak to this, how you shake off slow starts. But I just feel like something's got to change. Yeah, I think so, too. And maybe, you know, insert someone in, into the starting lineup, like you said. Um, but I think it's uh, mostly defense. I think once you get your defense settled, uh, you get confidence, get some stops. 
uh, and maybe get some scores in transition, get to the free throw line. Those slow starts will start to um, calm down. But I think um, it all boils all the defense. You got to take pride in your defense. People coming in your home court, you know, and just beating you by twenty. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't live with that. And you talk about the defense. There's a cliche out there that don't let your defense dictate your offense. Don't let your offense dictate your defense. Yeah. Is that just coach speak, or is there actually anything to that? Because I feel like this team's kind of the epitome of that. I mean, it's coach speak, but it's, it's actually true. <laughs> uh, just like you said, if you get some stops on defense and it kind of ignites your offense, but if you don't get stops and you kind of force things on offense, you kind of be selfish. Um, you don't um, play through your offense, um, go through the certain players that you need to go through. So I think it's all, you know, it, it all boils down to just getting stops. Once you get stops, you know, everything else will come from there. You know, I love talking about the defensive stuff with you, just with your background playing for Tibbs. So I'm like, that quote, that just mm -hmm. seems like one of those things where you of all people playing for Tibbs like you did can speak to that. And I want to see this Bulls team, that, that defense just worries the hell out of me. 60% from the floor, 48% from three, 66% from inside the arc. That can't happen against any team, let alone a really, really, really good team like the Nuggets. Yeah, that's just pride. And as Tibbs would say, you got to take pride in your defense. Um, a lot of the times uh, when, he was, when I was playing for him, he would take you out if you didn't make any effort on defense. He really didn't care about offense. He was more concerned about defense because at the end of the day, he knows defense wins championships, and that's, that's what we were trying to get to. Uh, we didn't get there, but, you know, uh, defense is a pride and joy of every every team. Exactly. And this team, I've, I've been worried about the defense all year, and it's especially with Lonzo out. I, I, every episode we keep saying Lonzo's coming back, but he's not back yet. And yeah. that's something that they just have to account for. I don't know if they need to make any major moves or anything. I don't want to see any seismic changes. We're not in, what was that, 2019, 2020s, what, 2020-2021 in there where, you know, changes needed to happen. You needed seismic changes. Now, I feel like it's kind of, I don't want to say plug and play, but you yeah. got to, like, play to your players' strengths in terms of what they're capable of on defense. And this goes back to, I always say in Billy, we trust is any of this on him? I don't want to blame the coach entirely because right. the players got to do their jobs too. But is some of this on Billy Donovan? I mean, I think everyone has to take a little bit of the fall, but mostly I think it comes down to the players just making adjustments. Uh, coaches are not there on the floor. So as a player, you got to make the adjustments yourself. You guys got to come together as a team and find out what, what works best and uh, and just figure it out. Um, like I said, coach gets some of the blame, but not all of it. But I think the players got to figure it out. And after the game, he talked about the energy. He talked about that before the game, he talked about some good practices they had this week. And mm -hmm. I was really happy to hear that because they had so much time. But then right. you go out there and you do what you did. I mean, how do you how do you combat that when your energy is low to start the game? What yeah. do you do to kind of rally yourselves and maybe get into it and light a fire under yourselves? Um, you know, at this at this day and age, uh, I mean, college, I think it's different. But if you're a professional in the NBA or like overseas, no one should have to give you energy or hype you up to to go out there and play. You should want to go out there and play. You should be thankful to to have a job to you know to have to play have a job playing the sport that you love you know and get paid for it. So I think the energy is just all self ignited. Um, no one should have to give you the energy, coach. No special speech or anything like that. So I think it's just all the players. No special stuff from Michael, like in Space Jam. Nobody's got to have a little bottle of water or something. I mean, you can't have that. I, I took some five-hour energies every every game. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't sleep after the game, so I didn't go to sleep till like 4 o'clock every morning, but it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine. you. So, wait a minute. You played basketball games after drinking five-hour energy? No, I always take five-hour energies before the game to give me, That's like, what I'm saying. Give me energy. <laughs> and then, like, after a while, after like a month, I, I kept going to sleep like at 3 or 4 in the morning. 
So <laughs> after the next game, I would just only take a half. So then I'll go to sleep like a one or two. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I would have never yeah. thought about that. Like players yeah. taking five, literally taking five hour energy to get more. Yeah. Energy. That's hilarious. I was, just, I was just trying to get all the energy I could because I know I was going to play, you know, a certain amount of time. So I needed in that 20, 10, 15 minute window, I needed to be as energized as possible. So I need a five hour energy endorsement now. <laughs> I say we'll get, get that for the Bulls too. Like, hey, right, I know. Billy, get some five hour energy in right. these guys because I'm tired of seeing these slow starts and maybe that'll right. help on defense too. But yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you, have you had a five hour energy sense or did you kind of swear out that? Now that you're not playing anymore. <laughs> no, no, I, I stopped doing it. Now. I don't think it was pretty healthy for me to be up at four and then wake up at you know, eight o'clock to go to practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my one of my favorite stories about Les Grobstein when he did the overnight shows on the score. He'd come in with a thing of five hour energy. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I read that John Greenberg wrote that in the athletic one time. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense because he's working 12 to five, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would have never thought about it for a basketball game. Literally yeah, just, getting yourself energy. Yeah, I just try to do different things. Uh, actually, I had my whole team doing it uh, for a while, but after that, we just stopped doing it because like no one could go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that could make for some fun stories. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let's talk a little more about Billy Donovan because your background playing at Tennessee, yeah. you played against Billy Donovan when he was at Florida. Yeah. So when I say in Billy, we trust and talk about him as a coach, you played against him as yeah. a coach. So what do you think? from your experience playing against him that he can do to maybe get this thing going in the right direction, even though they're not healthy. I think he's just a great motivator. Uh, he seems like a, a player's coach, someone you want to play for. Uh, he gives you the freedom to to go out there and play to your strengths, but also make mistakes. And uh, he seems as one of those coaches who doesn't just yank you out when you make uh, a mistake. So I think, um, we just got to give him some time. Uh, obviously, this is his third year. You want to see better, um, more more wins under his belt. But I think uh, the team isn't really healthy. And also, we haven't given him a consistent team, I think. So I think now, you know, hopefully this year we'll start to, you know, roll the ball back, get some more wins, get Lonzo back, and, and figure out the, the future of the team. I've been reading stories. I've been seeing Bulls Twitter because I keep saying Bulls Twitter is an interesting place. It turns hmm. really fast. You get whiplash sometimes <laughs> how fast things can turn. Right. And people are already asking about what's next for Billy Donovan. Is Billy Donovan the problem? I don't think he's the problem because like you said, they haven't been healthy. They haven't been consistent. You saw what this team is capable of last year when everyone's healthy and they've added pieces because right. last year they didn't have that backup big. Now they had that backup big who plays like a starter. Right. So once Lonzo and Kobe comes back, whenever that may be, because we don't know when either one is coming back yet, even though it looked like Kobe White was doing some work this afternoon, morning in practice, mm -hmm. we don't know when they're coming back yet. So right. until they're at full strength, I don't think we can fully judge Billy Donovan, although his contract I think was only for four years. It might be five with an option. Right. Yeah, I don't think we can judge him just now. Like I said, just wait till we get everyone healthy and figure everything out after that. Um, but so far, I think he's done uh, the best job he can do with the team he's had. Um, but, you know, we just got to put some more pieces around our star players and, and kind of move from there. You know, I feel like, too, in the NBA, you can't judge a coach off just two and a half, not even two and a half years, two years and 13 yeah. games, whatever. It takes time in the NBA. It's not like college where college yeah. you're recruiting, you bring in your guys, five years is a good enough evaluation because you get their recruits in there. The NBA, right. it's different. I feel like the shelf life for coaches, I don't want to say it's it's not shorter, it's not longer. It's kind of more, they got more freedom as, okay, the, he took this team to the playoffs last year right. when they weren't fully healthy and they struggled. Now here they are, they're a 500 team to start, but they're still not fully healthy. When it comes time to make that decision on Billy Donovan, 
that's when we can start looking bigger picture. But for right now, I'm not ready to blame Billy Donovan solely for any of this. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I think, like I said, a lot of the, a lot of the, the you know, the repercussion has to fall on the players. They're the ones out there on the court making the plays, missing the shots, making the shots. So I think uh, they just got to try to figure it out. Absolutely. And as I said, Kobe White seems like he's doing some work in practice. He's got to do some conditioning before he mm-hmm. can come back because he's got that five ruse. And Billy said before the Nuggets game that he can't do any running or anything because it's a deep thigh bruise. So there's, you're not gonna be able to run as much, but I saw he was doing some work. uh, Rob Schaefer from NBC sports, Chicago tweeted out a video. So that's good to see. I had no idea when Lonzo was coming back. I'm guessing Mm -hmm. if I had to guess, I'd probably say January, which is a year after the injury, but I mean, better late than never, I guess. And what did he do again? He had the um, meniscus meniscus meniscus, and there's a bone bruise with it too. Which the okay. bone bruise, I think, has been the problem. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor by any stretch. Like, right, yeah. For the reason I majored in communications, like right. <laughs> it, I think there was something with the bone bruise, and he needed the procedure because he was still feeling discomfort in there, and it's been a mess. But I was putting this in perspective, talking to someone after the game last night. I was on a plane to Las Vegas when Lonzo got hurt, so I found out after I landed. I found that out in January because we were on the plane <laughs> in January. It was Martin Luther King weekend. So we're yeah, coming yeah. up on a year now. Right. But as I said, better late than never, I feel like, for a player like that. Yeah, for sure. I think you just got to take your time. Uh, I had a meniscus uh, injury uh, going from my first year in college. So it's definitely, you know, a time-consuming injury. You don't want to rush it back or come back too early. Um, I know he wants to be out there to help his team and just be out there just to show his improvement. But I think you just got to take it take it slow and, uh, and just, you know, just let it come back as, as needed. The injuries scare the hell out of me. Like, knees backs like anything like that i don't mind taking your time this is not like we're talking and i don't want to like equate let's not like we're talking about Derek jones jr like someone Mm -hmm. who's a role player off the bench we're talking about a guy who can come in and start and be your best defender and he's also a really good three-point shooter i say take your time because we're saying the same thing with zach i'd rather him be fully healthy down the stretch than right Right. now yeah yeah for sure that's what you want down the stretch because that's when it when it's needed most so hopefully he can come back you know be strong and just bring some energy to this team that's that's desperately needed. And that was the thing last year. Everybody got hurt before that stretch run. Now, right. if they're hurt, now there's never a good time to be hurt. I mean, yeah. especially, <laughs> I know we say it's a long season. There's never a good time to be hurt like this. Right. But I'd rather it be now, but I don't want them digging themselves too far into a hole. So far, a 500 team, I don't think they're in too bad a spot right now. Oh, we got about a month here until I'll start actually looking. Okay, where are they at seating wise? What's everyone else doing? Is anybody on tank watch for Victor Wembanyama? Which some of right. teams probably are, but <laughs> I'm not. The team from LA is not on tank watch. That's just bad basketball. I'm gonna keep yeah. bringing that up because I just can't <laughs> believe that the Lakers are. They won last night, didn't they? They won Sunday. Yeah, they won. Yeah. So they're three and ten. Yeah. Better than two and ten. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I just got some I, wins. <laughs> exactly. So. My point here is it could be much worse. Things are fine. I'd re- 500 right now, there's not a lot of teams that aren't 500. It, Milwaukee is the outlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they started undefeated. They're looking good. It's it's jam-packed in the middle. Give it a little more time before we start panicking and everything. That's, but that's the Chicago way, though. It's kind of right. a win-now attitude everywhere. I get it. A little more patience. Yeah, they uh, Chicago fans are used to having uh, winning championships, so and having great teams. So uh, I think, yeah, like I said, just just be patient. Let's see where we are in January, come All Star break, and then kind of go from there. And the trade deadline will help too, because I don't know who's yeah. even going to be on the move. I, there are trade rumors out there already. 
it's November, people. Yeah, Don't everybody's getting about... traded at this point. <laughs> right. I mean, anybody could be on the move right now. Right. I mean, we talked last week about that stupid Anthony Davis, Zach Levine trade. I mean, yeah, anything. Yeah. It, there's a lot of stuff that's just being thrown against the wall, hoping it sticks right now. Let's right. hold off on the trade talks for another couple months here. The deadline's not for a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can add some pieces and maybe that help boost our team or team morale maybe. Um, but other than that, if we stick with this same team, I think we'll still be, we'll still be fine to hopefully get into a, a playoff playing or, you know, try to make some noise in the playoffs. As we get closer to January, February, we'll bring, we'll bring general manager CJ in here, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll bring him back out soon. We're not ready to do that just yet, Right. <laughs> but let's, I want to go around the association real quick before we run out of time here, because Joel Embiid had himself a night on yeah. Sunday, 59 points, 11 rebounds, eight mm-hmm. assists, seven blocks against the jazz. Oh, and in case you're wondering, Philadelphia did win that game. Right. All I can say is, damn. Yeah, yeah. He went to work uh, last night. You know, it was, it was crazy to see when I saw he had 47 or something. At one point, I was just like, uh, he might end up with 60 tonight. But uh, Almost I think did. It's, as, yeah, yeah. I think it's all it's it's needed because, you know, everyone else didn't do anything. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, James Harden is missing. So uh, still hurt. So I think uh, he has to take a big uh, chunk of the scoring and, and load for the whole team. And that's what he did. I think he also made a statement doing that against that sudden powerhouse utah jazz yeah. team i mean yeah. we talked about that too that where did where did that come from like <laughs> yeah who knows yeah they're not the biggest team but they definitely you know no. got shooting they got ball handling they got everything from one through five they're just not you know big enough and joel Embiid took took advantage of that last night that's what he does against the bulls too like i say Embiid and Giannis, they just yeah. do whatever they want against the bulls because the bulls are such a small team and right. they are such big dudes they can yep. literally do whatever they want Yep, yep, and that's what he did. You know, he uh, got people involved. He commanded the whole offense. You know, he just he just took took control, and that's what you wanted as your superstar player. And uh, I think that's what someone in the Bulls needs to do. Well, and that's like we talk about the NBA becoming the guard oriented league. It is obviously mm-hmm. the three point shooting. If you can get a big guy like that, that's why Victor Wembanyama is such yeah. a hot commodity. Because yeah. a, I mean, he can stretch the floor too. He's got a good shoot. He's got a good shot. Yep. But he's also big. He can do whatever he wants. Zion Williamson is another example. He is big enough. He can do whatever he wants. So mm-hmm. you get someone like that, all of a sudden your team can play at a high level. Now, I'm not saying Zion, Giannis, Joel Embiid need to go out and score 60 every night. As right. entertaining as that would be, that can't happen. <laughs> but if they right. can take over games and just get rebounds and run the offense through them, that's what makes them such great teams. Yeah, yeah. especially when you have a player that commands so much attention, double teams, triple teams, and Joel and B can get the rebound, dribble up the court, shoot a three if he wants, or just dribble up the court, back you down and command a double team, kick it out, or just go uh, one on two and, and score. And he's good enough to do that. He makes great decisions, uh, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And uh, like I say, he just is pretty effective. I always say, like, I want one of those, but they've right. got <laughs> the Bulls have Vooch, they've got Andre Drummond. I'm not worried about the big guys. I would maybe bigger at the four yeah. is potential depth. But again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're not going to talk about any big, <laughs> any big trades. We're not talking signings or anything like that. No waivers, no nothing. No, no, no. This isn't fantasy basketball. This isn't fantasy football. <laughs> this is the regular season. 14 games in. The Bulls are six and eight. And yeah, the loss to Denver wasn't great, but they've got opportunities here. They've got a rematch against New Orleans on Wednesday. They're home against Orlando on Friday. That's a game. If they lose yeah. to Orlando, we need to yeah. have a conversation. Yeah, that's a bad. We need to have a team meeting, players only meeting. <laughs> yes, yes, and I don't, I don't wish that on them. 
But I mean, Orlando, I, we, I keep putting the disclaimer out there. They're young. I think they've got a bright future, but they're four and nine for a reason. Yeah, they have. They play with a lot of energy, though. They don't play scared at all. They come out right. there and you know, play fearless, and then that's a scary team to to play, either home or away. The scariest team in sports to play is a team with nothing to lose, and Orlando yep. has nothing to lose. Yeah, it's a great quote. And uh, the Pelicans are a really good team. I think they're an underrated team. I talked about that after they beat the Bulls last week. But then you got Boston, Milwaukee. That's going to be tough. Oklahoma City, Utah, Phoenix. It's a mixed bag here. That West Coast trip kind of scares me. Utah, Phoenix, Golden State. But all in all, you just got to bounce back. I feel like, is that one of those games before we wrap up here, that Denver game? You just got to kind of put it in the bank and move on? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Easily. You watch the film. You watch your your um, whatever bright spots you had in the game. <laughs> and you watch your bad, yeah. bad things you did and, and just try to get better. And, but like I said, you just throw it away and move on and try to get better Wednesday and uh, complete the game and try to get a road win. That's the, that's the biggest thing that can uh, overlook this this game on Sunday is, is a win on Wednesday. Yeah, don't I don't want to jump too far ahead to anything, but definitely right. a road win would be a good way to bounce back. Any road win you can get in the NBA, in my opinion, yeah. that's a huge victory. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they come out with a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they can get some of that five hour energy that you took or something. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll talk to five hour energy, tell him to send him a box. Oh yeah, <laughs> call call Billy, tell him you know a guy. Right. Yeah. We'll make knows a guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're good. We got it. We got a cover. We got the whole solution yeah. here. That's what we, we a, do. We got a gift from belief from him. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to Cam Rogers on that. I, I haven't bugged Cam in a while. <laughs> All right. That is going to be a wrap for today's show because I don't feel like talking anymore about that game. Let's we're going to put that game in the bank and move on to, because there's a lot more basketball to be played a lot more coming up. Hopefully the bulls start getting healthy. That game against New Orleans, we're going to recap that for Friday's show. We'll record that on Thursday for you. And we'll, hopefully we're talking about a bounce back. And we're going to see if the defense can get short up. And maybe we'll be finding more solutions to their problems as well. That's what we do out here. We're solving the world's problems on this show. Yep. We're people's show. One so again, <laughs> absolutely. It's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code, get that 50% welcome bonus, and buy our shirt at shop.believe.com. A lot of good stuff coming up later in the week. We will see you back here on Friday. Thank you, everybody, for listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And if you watched us on YouTube, thank you for watching us here. See you back here Friday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.